and the passage which we read from the beginning of the chapter, mentions chastening. Now, the word chastening is not a particularly good translation. What does the word chastening refer to? Well, when I hear chastening, I think a child has done something wrong and he's getting a spanking. (laughs) Now, the truth is that that is definitely included, but the word is wider, broader. The word could be translated discipline or training. In Greek it is padeia, the word that is the root of pediatrician. Pediatrician, the doctor of children. The word padeia has to do with a child and specifically the training of a child. So, the word actually refers to whatever a parent does, including correction. But whatever a parent does to train, to cultivate, to educate, and correct children so that they will grow up as they should, so that they will develop and mature. And you could broaden it perhaps even a bit more as we're trying to understand it properly. Think of not just a parent, but think also of a teacher. And I'm going to extend it somewhat and say, think of a drill sergeant when a person joins the army and they go through a period of several weeks, which I believe is referred to as basic training. And they have, usually they call him a sergeant, uh, they have a drill sergeant, they have someone who is responsible for getting them in shape so that they can be a good soldier. So, this is what is referred to as a chastening. The word occurs between verse 4 and verse 11. In our reading, it occurs nine times, if I'm not mistaken. The Lord trains. The Lord trains His children. Now, right away, this idea that the Lord trains his children, and it does include correction, but as I said, it's broader. Right away, it tells us that three ideas, three ideas that sometimes people have are wrong. What do we understand right away when we speak of the Lord's training, when we speak of the Lord's discipline? What do we understand right away is false. There are some people who preach a teaching referred to as sinless perfection. What is sinless perfection? Sinless perfection is the idea that once a person is saved, that right away in this world he becomes perfect. Now, of course, we're accepted in the Beloved. And his sin, his blood covers our sin. His blood covers our sin. But sinless perfection is not that we are accepted before uh, God uh, in the Beloved. Sinless perfection is that I become practically perfect 
the moment I'm saved. Not true. Not true, several places in the Bible, but if we just stick with our passage, if a believer becomes sinlessly perfect when he is saved, then why is there any training anymore? Why is there a need for it? Another idea that is false. Some people say that since a believer is saved, truly saved, really saved, and permanently saved, if he has received the Lord Jesus with repentance and faith in a biblical manner, some people say that he can live like the devil, that he can live a loose and sinful life, that he can turn on all the ACs, <laughs> Excuse me, that's uh, between parentheses. Uh, says, let's turn it on just a little bit. Uh, it's already turning on on its own. Leave it, leave it. No, no, don't turn it off. Turn it off. Keep it on for a little bit. All right, let's, let's come back to uh, what we were talking about. Uh, some people think that a person can be saved, and since I'm saved, I can live a life which is sinful, uh, I can live uh, a life in which I do whatever I want because I'm saved. There is a training of the Lord which includes correction. So, yes, I can think that I can do that, but I will deal with the consequences thereof. All right? There will be consequences. Not loss of salvation, but there will be consequences. Another idea that is false, and once you talk about God's training, it is evident that it's false, is the gospel of prosperity. The gospel of prosperity says that when you're saved, that instantly buckets of blessings come upon your head, material blessings. All right? Now, spiritual blessings, not just buckets, reservoirs, <laughs> an infinite amount. But there are people who teach and preach that when you're saved, all right, shortly thereafter, you should have three houses, five cars, two helicopters, and an aircraft carrier. As if there is no hardship, as if there is no difficulty, as if there are no challenges. As if there are no hard times. This also is uh, not uh, true. We could refer to several examples in the Bible and see the Lord dealing with his children in ways that are beyond. Let me put it this way, although this is a, like, a bit of a stereotype, a bit of a general, generalization. All right? What's the difference between a father and a grandfather? If you will, a father shows up with the rod. <laughs> a grandfather shows up with candy. <laughs> All right? Now, the Bible, I know, I know that that's a, a generalization and, and, and in some ways is inaccurate and misleading. Uh, is, is misleading. It's not true that fathers only bear a rod as if they never give candy. And I, maybe grandfathers as well, you know. But God is a father. And uh, when David sinned, there were consequences for his uh, sin. 
the King Asa sent. Uh, and the Lord uh, sent the prophet and told him, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole world to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. You've done foolishly, and from henceforth you will have wars. Second Chronicles 16 and verse 9. And the Lord chastised the Corinthian believers for their sin. For this cause many among you are weak and sick. And some of you, in fact many, that's the word that is used, and many sleep. And many uh, sleep. So, there are situations in which, in which uh, the believer deals with uh, correction. But, at the same time, not all training, not all educating is correction. And we should remember Job. What did the Lord himself say of Job? Job chapter 1 and verse 8, speaking to Satan, the Lord says, Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth. He's a perfect and an upright man, one who fears God and hates evil. And hates uh, evil. So the trials of Job were not like David sinned and the Lord was correcting him for his sin. The trials of Job were for his improvement, for his advancement, for his progress and growth in the faith. Now, the corrections of sin, when David sinned, Asa, the Corinthian believers, this is also for our benefit. So in either case it is for uh, our benefit. Think about the thorn in the flesh. This was not the result of some particular thing that Paul had done which was wrong. Now he said it was lest I be exalted. But it wasn't like he was exalted and the Lord was bringing him down. Protective, preventive, you might say. Uh, uh, you might say when Paul was in prison. Alright, because he had done wrong. I, myself, I, I wouldn't think that that is, uh, is the right way of looking at things. And he said in Philippians chapter 1 that the things that have happened to me, his bonds, these have fallen out for the furtherance of the gospel. So that something that's difficult as far as one person is concerned is still something that the Lord can use for a blessing uh, in a general uh, way. Trials and challenges and hardships, the greatness of God is that he can use these things for our good and for our blessing. Trials and challenges and hardships for our uh, uh, good uh, for our good what does he say in this passage he quotes the book of uh, Proverbs uh, 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 and he says uh, you've forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you despise not the chastening of the Lord don't faint when you are rebuked of him for whom the Lord loves he chastens uh, Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 23 says that reproofs are, are the way of life uh, are the way uh, of life uh, the one who forsakes reproof, Proverbs 10.17, goes astray. The one who hates reproof, Proverbs 12.1, it says the one who hates reproof is stupid. <laughs> the one who hates reproof is, uh, is foolish. Training is uh, important. 
parents are there to do something with children. And that something is not always, not always going to be greeted necessarily by children with acceptance. Whoopee, we need to do homework. <laughs> uh, we need to do our, ch- our chores. No chastening for the present seems grievous. But athletes train. Training is hard, but it's needed. But uh, it's needed. Medicine doesn't always taste good. Now, probably, probably, if you look around, you can find someone old enough. I've heard uh, people talk about this. Uh, Sister Adibi used to talk about it. And and my dad used to talk about it. Uh, The medicine for malaria. Uh, uh, What is it called? Uh, uh, Quinine. Uh, uh, In Arabic, they call it kina. And uh, now, uh, those, those were, you know, like old days. And since then, they figured out how to put some stuff in it. I think that makes it taste good. But before the days of putting some stuff in it that ta- makes it taste good, I remember Sister Adivi used to say, and my father used to say as well, it's so bitter. <laughs> it is so uh, bitter. But of course, your father, your mother, someone around who is older and more mature would say, yes, it's bitter, but it's good for you. But it is good uh, for, uh, for you. Now, there is training of the Lord. Now, what is required of us? What is required of us is not to despise this training not to uh, despise uh, this uh, training. Uh, in our uh, 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 chapter, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 5, despise not the chastening of the Lord. I mean, here's a parent working hard, a teacher working hard, a drill sergeant working hard. Doesn't always produce a good result because there needs to be a right response from the person being trained. To despise is a word that's actually only used here in the New Testament, uh, uh, and it means to esteem something lightly, not to give it its true worth, not to value it as you should, not to respect it. Um, As an example, think of the Lord Jesus and think about Nicodemus coming to the Lord Jesus and telling uh, the Lord Jesus what? telling the Lord Jesus, we know that you're a great teacher sent from God. Not enough. Uh, Insufficient. Uh, Because the Lord Jesus deserved much more. And therefore, even though Nicodemus may have thought that he was showing respect, in fact, he was making light. In fact, uh, he was not showing proper respect. He was not showing enough esteem. Do we despise the training of the Lord? I'd like to speak of ways that we can do that. Here are difficulties, here are trials, hardship, problems. Do you have any of those? I think in these days you certainly do. So, what should we do? How should we respond? We should not despise the Lord's chastening. 
How do we despise the Lord's chastening? I despise the Lord's chastening, first of all, if I'm callous. Sometimes we put on this uh, spirit of uh, fatalism. Uh, this is just life. Uh, this is just the way things are. Make the best of it. Grit your teeth uh, and tolerate. Uh, and uh, tolerate. Now, there are people in the world who might think this way. But uh, it is better to understand that this is the Lord's chastening and that he wants to work something in our life. Uh, uh, in our life. To say, I'm going to be rough and tough and hard. All right? It seems like it might be, at least in some situation, a hardening of my heart towards the Lord, whereas what is needed more is for my heart to be tender towards the Lord. Oh, I'm going to be rough and tough. Seems to be empty of faith. Looking to the Lord and understanding that He is working. Seems to be empty of uh, love. Uh, uh, of uh, love. The Bible tells us about Asa. I mentioned him. And I mentioned that the prophet came to him and told him uh, that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole world. And he'll show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect to him. And you've done wrong. And you're going to have wars. So what did Asa do? He took the prophet and he threw him in jail. Second Corinthians chapter uh, 16. Uh, and after that it says, Second Chronicles, excuse me. <laughs> chapter 16. Uh, and after that it says he oppressed some of the people. And then he got sick towards the end of his long reign. Towards the end of his long reign as king. And it says in his disease he sought not the Lord, but the physicians. But the uh, uh, physicians. Well, we'll just have to deal with this the way that we can and whatever resources that we uh, can muster. Uh, what can we do? First Peter chapter 4 and verse 19 says, Let them who suffer according to the will of God, according to the will of God, let them commit the keeping of their souls to their rough, tough nature. Grit your teeth and bear it. Let those who suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing, as unto a faithful creator. God is there. He is the creator. He is the one who has all power. And he is a faithful creator, committing my soul uh, to him. Job did not say, this is the way of the world, and I need to bear it. And I need uh, to bear it. Job understood that the Lord was working. And when his wife came and told him, curse God and put an end to it, she, he said, this is foolishness. Shall we receive good at the hand of God and not receive evil? And not receive it from uh, uh, evil. The Lord is, uh, is working. And we need to look to him, 
not to some kind of fatalistic spirit. What else is despising? Uh, complaining. Ever so common. Do you complain? I'm sure you do. Most, most likely, you complain a good deal. And most, most likely, I complain more. <laughs> uh, Sometimes you wonder, you know, should we have some kind of complaining championship? <laughs> Can we give people prizes uh, for the one who complains the longest, the one who complains the loudest, and that kind of, uh, uh, of thing? Of course, very quickly we think of the people in the wilderness. Uh, one classic example, but actually, actually, you could go back before then, you could go back to Cain. Cain complained that, the, that the, what the Lord uh, gave him in the way of a punishment, that this was too heavy, that this was uh, too great. Jacob at one point, uh, this is a very interesting complaint, you've bereaved me of my children. Joseph is gone. Simeon is still in Egypt. Now you're going, going to take Benjamin away. And this is the very uh, uh, interesting part. All these things are against me. All these things are uh, uh, against me. I'm sick for a while. And I fret and worry. And I think, what have I done to deserve this? And why am I forced to deal with this problem while many others enjoy good health? I can think of any other people who could benefit from the Lord's training and hardship. And I can think, oh, Sister Vera, maybe if the Lord gave her some challenge that would help her. Uh, Sister Diana, if the Lord gave her some uh, hardship to overcome. But me, I'm practically perfect in every way. <laughs> already. Uh, uh, already. Uh, I am rich and increased with goods. And I have need of nothing. Uh, and I have need of uh, nothing. Uh, murmuring, complaining. Is wrong. The Lord smote two of the children of Aaron because they burned the wrong kind of incense on the altar of incense. And Moses said to Aaron in Leviticus chapter 10, The Lord has spoken, saying that he will be sanctified in those who come nigh unto him. And the Bible tells us that Aaron held his peace. Held his peace. The Lord came to Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 24. And told him, your wife is going to die. And you are not going to mourn for her. And Ezekiel did. As the Lord had uh, said. Uh, as the Lord had said. The Lord Jesus went a little bit further. And while his disciples were sleeping. Instead of praying. He fell on his face and he said. O oh, my Father, if it possible, let this cup depart from me, let it pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. The Bible tells us to give thanks in everything. In, uh, in everything. Not to murmur or complain. Some of you here, of course, know uh, Brother Nola. أخ إبراهيم أنت بتعرف الأخنولة بس من زمان من زمان يمكن قبل ما تعرفه ما بعرف إذا التقيت بمرته للأخنولة للخنصة I remember when sister 
Sister Nosra was sick with cancer and she passed away. It might have been 1976. Our dear brother Ula was such a sincere soul. And when, he pa- when his wife passed away, you could feel it from the heart. He was not just saying it. With his lips, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Rabu Qadata wa Rabu Akhad wa liyakun ism al-Rabb Mubarakat. Umm Taban, Rabb Biyarif Bas, Yadi Biyarifu, Daiman Kenyulu Anno, Minil Elb, El Kareem, Walaysa Min Al-Lisan Fakat. Murmuring and complaining is so easy. So easy, and a lot of the time we excuse it. And, and if someone were to tell us that sin, we would say, No, it's natural. No, the Lord doesn't want us to do what's natural, He wants us to do what's supernatural. To murmur is to despise God's uh, training, to deal with God's training in a careless way is to uh, despise it. To despise it. James chapter 1, verse 22. Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any is a hearer of the word, but not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself, and he goes his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. A kind of carelessness. A kind of carelessness. There are times when we are like Felix, remember Felix? What does the Bible say of uh, Paul standing before uh, Felix? The Bible tells us that Paul reasoned uh, uh, of what? Uh, Of righteousness, is it? And temperance, judgment to come? And Felix trembled. And then he found a way to do what? To kind of ignore it. (laughs) All right? Go your way. When When I have convenient time... I will send for you. All right? Looking at your face in a mirror, walking away, James chapter 1, and immediately forgetting what you saw. Immediately forgetting what uh, uh, you saw. Uh, A kind of lack of somehow seriousness. Uh, In the book of Haggai, in chapter 1, in chapter 1, the Lord rebukes the people and he tells them, you're dwelling in houses which you have built. You've been very concerned about your own houses, But my house is a wreck. My house is a ruin. And you wonder why you plant and you don't harvest. You wonder why you gather money and then you put it in a bag as if it has a hole in it and money disappears. So you plant and you harvest and and somehow you do it in a careless way and it doesn't work out. You, You don't sink. That the Lord is trying to do what? That he's trying to, 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 to speak to you. That he's trying to deliver a message uh, to, uh, uh, to you. Uh, Psalm 139. What does uh, uh, the psalmist say? Search my neighbor. <laughs> oh God, no, search me. Know my heart, try me, and know my thoughts. 
Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 40. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. Uh, Micah chapter 6 and verse 9. Hear the rod and who has appointed it. David led the people in bringing up the ark, but when they brought up the ark, they didn't bring it in the right way. It was supposed to be carried by the priest. He put it on a cart. And then what happened was the oxen stumbled and the cart was about to turn over and someone put his hand on the ark and the Lord smote him. And David was very angry. He practically dumped the the ark by the side of the road. There was a house of someone there called Obed-Edom and he put the ark there. And then he heard that the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom. And then David said that it's our fault. It's our fault because we did not do as God has commanded. And now we will go and get the ark and we'll get it the right way as God has commanded. But at first the response was uh, uh, careless, you might say. We despise God's training when we forget that this training can lead to very special things. In our text, uh, uh, verse 11 says that afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who are exercised by it. Uh, Job said, when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Uh, The Lord Jesus said, every branch in the vine that bears fruit, I purge it so that it will bring forth more fruit so that it will bring forth uh, more uh, fruit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul says, I made you sorry by a letter. And I'm not glad that I made you sorry, but I'm glad that I made you sorry to repentance. And I'm glad that that repentance is producing in you good things. Godly uh, things. Uh, 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 Godly things. It says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, that sorrow is better than laughter. Uh, the Bible says the house of the wise is in the house, uh, the, ha- the heart of the wise, excuse me, is in the house of mourning. The heart of the fool is in the house of mirth. It's better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. There is a uh, fruit. Uh, There is a fruit. This training leads somewhere. Trials are not a cave or a pit. Trials are a tunnel. It's dark for some time. But eventually it leads somewhere good. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. But God meant it for good. He makes the wrath of man to praise him. Psalm 119, verse 71. It's good that I've been afflicted so that I would learn your statutes. The Nile River. Others as well, but in our part of the world we speak much of the Nile. The Nile floods. And if you are next to a flooding river, I imagine that that's not a lot of fun. But then after the waters recede, the soil is very, very rich and fruitful. 
and uh, 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 fruitful. And people accept that training leads somewhere. First uh, Corinthians 9 and verse 25, the man who strives for mastery, the mastery is the runner in the race. All right? He's temperate in all things. He's temperate in all things, and they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we, an incorruptible, despising God's training. It happens also when we forget the magnitude of our troubles, the magnitude of our difficulties, specifically when we forget to compare them to the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ for our sake. Uh, for, uh, for our sake. Afflicted and ready to die from his youth. That's what it says prophetically in Psalm uh, 88. His friends, Mark chapter 3, said that he's crazy. Uh, his mother and brethren, also in Mark chapter 3, seem to agree with that. Uh, in his hometown. How many of you have gone to your hometown and people, a whole crowd of people, tried to kill you. <laughs> All right, that's what happened to him in, uh, in Nazareth. They tried to throw him off, uh, 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 off the uh, edge of the uh, valley. Enemies watching him at all times, uh, uh, at all times, accused of being uh, a sinner and of keeping company with publicans, accused of being gluttonous and a drunkard in league with the devil. Uh, in league uh, with uh, the devil. And ultimately the time came uh, when they laid their hands on him. They accused him of being a rebel against Caesar, a blasphemer against God. They mocked him in a whole number uh, of uh, ways. They smote him, they beat him, and ultimately they crucified him. They crucified him. In our passage, it says, it says, Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. We despise God's chastening when we forget that it arises out of love, not out of hate. Not out of hate. The Bible says that he that spares his, the rod, Proverbs 13, 24, he that spares his rod hates his son. Hates his son. But he that loves him chastens him betimes. In other words, chastens him promptly. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. As many as I love. As many uh, as uh, uh, I love. Jesus loved Martha, and her sister Lazarus, and Mary as well. And so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he went right away. No, he didn't. He didn't go right away. Because he wanted to torture them. Because in some sadistic way, he derived pleasure out of their grief. The Bible te tells us that when he went, he groaned within himself. And then when he saw them crying, the Bible tells us that Jesus wept. 
And yet he waited that time. And he allowed Lazarus to die. And he allowed them to experience that difficulty. Not because he hated, but because he loved. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. The Lord has loved us with an everlasting uh, love. The Bible tells us, keep yourselves in that love. Uh, uh, in uh, that love. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, that we need to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of the love of Christ, which passes uh, knowledge. Which passes knowledge. We despise God's training when we despise God's trainees. Remember what the people of Malta said when they saw the snake fasten itself on the hand of Paul the Apostle? No doubt he's a murderer. Oh, if only every murderer were like Paul the Apostle. <laughs> if only we had more murderers like that. Uh, uh, like that. No doubt this man is a murderer whom even though he has escaped the sea, vengeance suffers him not. To live. Not to live. Job's friends. May God forgive them. It's your fault. It is your sin that is the direct cause of what is happening over here. Sometimes you think of what could have been said. How many times do we say the good things are the best things. Job, you are our brother. We know that you love the Lord. More importantly, we know that the Lord loves you. We do not know why God has allowed these things to come upon you. But we know, we trust that he has a purpose. We are coming here to be with you. We are coming here to mourn with you. We are coming here to cry with you. We know that soon God will comfort your heart and that he will bless you. And if we are with you in your sorrows, perhaps we will be with you also in your blessings. He will be glorified and he will lead you through. How many times do we say or do we think the thing that is right? Who sinned? Is it him or his parents? So that he's born blind? And the Lord Jesus says, the Lord Jesus says, you're thinking in the wrong way. There is rather a purpose at work so that the works of God may be made manifest in him. May be made uh, manifest uh, in him. How many times are we quick to discourage and to blame when we should be quick to encourage and to lift up? How many times is our tongue like what? Like a knife. 
<laughs> I stabbed him in the back with my tongue. Isaiah 50 and verse 4. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. To him uh, who is uh, is weary. Take heed that you despise not God's trainees. Despise not these little ones. Remember how the Lord Jesus said that. In heaven, their angels do always behold the the face of my Father. I despise God's training very quickly. I say these things that we have considered by being callous and hard, by complaining, by carelessness, by forgetting where it can lead to the peaceable fruit of righteousness, by forgetting where the Lord Jesus has been for me, by forgetting that God is loving, and by despising others as they endure trials. The Bible says, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore despise not the chastening of the Almighty. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law. Tough times, difficulties, and challenges. Despise not the chastening of the Lord. No chastening. For the present time is joyous. It's difficult. Afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet. For uh, your feet. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Lord, because what was said of old... In the book of Proverbs, what was said by Solomon applied and was directed to these Hebrews around a thousand years later. And what you say to people of old is directed to us as well because you are a living God with a living word. And so we pray that you would help us as we face difficulties and challenges not to despise the chastening of the Lord. Not to be faint when you are working. To know that the Lord loves his children. He scourges every son he receives. We thank you because in all that is happening around and inside us, you are working out your will for your children and you want to bring us closer to yourself, closer to your will and way and make us more like unto your blessed Son, our Redeemer, in whose name and for whose glory we pray. Amen.